I read a friendship textbook. This guy, Dr. Oh Greif, really great. It's called Dr. The Buddy Gro System. The detail that made the show is that a lot of male relationships typically are shoulder to shoulder. Like we're next to each other, there's another activity. Female friendships typically coffee, wine, someplace dark, look at each other. And they, for them, the activity is each other. And for us, the activity is literally anything else. It's outside of us. Yes. Yeah. Like I think Nick, who I've been friends with since fourth grade, like a lot of the conversation is Severance or the Knicks. And that kind of like gets us started. It just like takes a little while to get that car going into gear to get into sixth gear. Where like my sister, she's like, I don't want to do stand up. I want to do improv because it's social, because it's teamwork. And then she was like, last week, she's like, yeah, I just went on vacation with these six girls. I was like, you know, six girls. And she probably met like four of them two weeks ago. Yes. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the drag queens, shout out to the drag king, shout out to the drag your man across the floor because it's fun. Shout out to uh, your boss you dragged because he said some dumb shit. Folks, I got to get through this quick because Papa's got therapy in a minute. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Therapized Man Whore Podcast. Uh, but what's up, everybody? Welcome to the pod that we've been doing about to be nine years every Wednesday. I'm in your feed with a possibly too long intro. This week on the show, I have, why, why am I negging myself? All it takes is one email every seven months complaining that my monologues are too long for me to get real fucking self-conscious. <laughs> This week on the show, I've got on fellow stand-up comedian and, and possibly decent human male, uh, Gabe Malika. He's got a one-man show out about how to make friends as a dude. It's called Solo. Love this conversation. Very excited to share it with y'all in just a little bit. But first, uh, the Naked Comedy Show tickets are on sale. There's a link at the top of your show notes, folks. If you want to come join us for some... Uh, <laughs> Yes, truly naked stand-up comedy on April 21st at the Hacienda in Bushwick. Click that linky link. We've got an 8 o'clock and a 10 o'clock show. Killer lineups. Some of them are past guests of the pod. Uh, feeling pretty humiliated to look any of the comedians on that show in the eye, though, because over the weekend, you know, I shot them all an email to say, hey, tickets are on sale. Uh, you know, no pressure to promote, but here's a link if you want it. Send them, you know, I hit paste for the link and then I'm, you know, excited to see y'all soon. But before I sent that email, I was researching old random acts of muff dive success stories on Reddit that have been written about me for like a different thing I might be working on. And I forgot which link was copied at the time. So when I just hit paste and then was like, hey, can't wait to have a great show, send. I got an email like three minutes later from one of the comics, Dwayne Cullen. He goes, yeah, you know, I think this might be the wrong link. And that's probably because the URL said, you know, reddit.com slash random acts of muff dive the, the, with the title F for M NYC success fat pussy femdom seeking hungry. Oh, no. Oh. I was just like, oh, God, Carmen Legala saw that. Oh, shit. I mean, Drex can see that because he's been a filthy hoe like me, but I was just like, oh, no. 
They just saw, and, and, and the success story, it's a deleted success story. So when you click the link, there's actually no story there. It just has the title and it has all the comments, but the, it says, you know, post has been deleted for the body. So all they see is fat pussy femdom seeking hungry boys with stamina. Oh God. Oh, I feel sick. They click that link. They scroll. They'll see someone made a comment like, Somebody give Billy a gold medal. USA, USA, USA. Oh, no. Oh, anyways, link to that success story in the show notes. Because we are recruiting for a return of the oral sex auditions. With a with a fun twist. But yeah, that was... Anyways, the link you should be clicking on, if you're in the general New York area, is the ticket link for the Naked Comedy Show, which will not be about pussy eating at all, I swear. So this week's episode is about, you know, friendship, making friends, being a man, a grown ass man, attempting to make friends. And I've been trying. I'm not swiping on the apps. I'm not looking to get laid right now. I've got some people in my life and I got the parties and that's cool. But I'm primarily looking to like hang out in comedy again, make buddies in the scene again, maybe get into like a group chat. That would be I hear group chats are like all the rage. And um, there's a past guest of the pod. I'm not going to say who, but he's a comic. And I thought we clicked during the recording. And like a couple weeks ago, he he told me, he said, hey, come through to my show on Monday. It's at this place at this time. I might be able to throw you up for a guesty spot. I'm like, cool, man. Cool. I'll see you there. I'll go support. Uh, I go to the show. I get there uh, as it's as it's going. And he says, oh, I uh. I didn't realize you were coming. I, I we're a little packed. I don't think I'm gonna be able to get you up. I'm like, that's fine. I'm coming to hang out. You're. I want to be friends, and one way you can be a friend is show up to their show and just hang. So I go. I hang. I'm friendly, cool. And then he explicitly invites me. He tells me there. He says, "Hey, this Saturday though, I'm doing a couple shows in Brooklyn." My second show is at Secret Poor. Let's hang out there. And then afterwards, uh, I was going to go chill at this thing at Fiction Bar. I'm like, great, we'll do the hang. I remember the hang in comedy from the pre-court. So yeah, great, awesome. I got an explicit invite. It's what I've always wanted. So so cool. On Saturday, I shoot him a message. I'm like, hey, man, what time's that show uh, at Secret Poor tonight? He's like, 7.30. Cool. As 7.30 is approaching, because I live nearby the place, so I'm not going to be right on time. I'm not a nerd. I'm, like, getting dressed. I just got out the shower. We're DMing about some other thing. I'm like, hey, what does drippy even mean? I make reference to, like, I'm putting my boots on. You know, I'm putting them on to leave to go to the show you invited me to that earlier today. I asked you what time it was at again. Get to the space. He's not there. Okay. Show's been going on for like 20, 30 minutes. So maybe I missed him. Maybe that's my bad. Maybe I'm the asshole. I'm sitting around waiting. He doesn't show up. He doesn't show up. I go check his Instagram story. He's on like some rooftop at like a party on someone's roof with a DJ. I look over. I see the lineup. He's not even on the lineup. So I'm like, I assume a message. Hey, man, like you, are you coming through? Are you not on the show? Like what's going on? He says, oh, yeah, I bailed. Well, would have been nice if someone told me. I I even took a shower to do this hangout thing. He's like, oh, yeah, that's my bad, dog, my bad. I didn't know you were going to come through. Again, twice in one week, you're going to invite me to something and then forget 
that I'm coming when I tell you I'm coming and show up? What? He's like, oh yeah, I know what's like. I told the, I even told the host, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling sick. I'm not sure I should come out. I'm like, you're not sick. You're at a party right now. I can, it's on your story twice. Is there like a friendship equivalent of a fuck boy? Cause that's like, that is like a rookie cheater move. He seemed like confused that I was at all annoyed. I mean, I didn't like yell at the guy. It's just like, well, I mean, you, you told me to be, but all that means to me is I'm just going to reset my expectations for the man. I don't have to hate the guy. I don't have to not like him. I have to, I don't have to not hang out with him. You're going to hear in my conversation with Gabe soon, you know, the idea of like tiered friendships, like not every friend has to be your ride or die and emotionally available and fun and cash friend all at once. Like you can have different people for different things as I'm learning. So it's like, okay, I'd still like to be friends with this guy. Just maybe I won't hinge my Saturday night plans on him saying we made plans together. I don't need to hold a grudge over that. That's never done me well. Meanwhile, last night I was out with some comics and then like we ran into this other comic. He was out with a couple of his comedy friends and he just like really low key sort of calls me out in front of his buddies. Like I haven't liked this dude since I was like 19 because of blank. And I'm like, that's cool. Cause I haven't liked you since you were 19. Cause you were annoying in 19 and I'm playing the Pac-Man machine at the comic strip and you kept fucking with my joystick for no reason. And in like three minutes, we squashed a 10 year old beef. Isn't that nice? Before I start auditioning for new male friendships uh, and get to this week's guest, Gabe Malika, going to read you a couple comments uh, from the Champagne Room, our Discord server. Free to join. If you want to link up with like-minded listeners, connect with other sex-positive individuals from around the country, from around the globe. From the episode discussion channel, uh, Mr. Nathan... <laughs> Makes the briefest comment, episode 481, uh, he retells it, in which Billy practices therapy without a license. Look, I'm just trying to help a fellow whore boy, our, our fellow Drex. I'm just trying to help him out, just trying to help him see through some of the, the fuckboyness that he and I, I'm sure, have both experienced from time to time. Come on now. Just trying to be there for a boy, trying to audition to be a friend. <laughs> I want a group chat of like male friends who are all former fuckboys. Or maybe not former, but more ethical fuckboys. I don't know. Sometimes practicing empathy and connection sounds like therapy. Sometimes pushing and challenging each other sounds like therapy. I just call it four years of boarding school. I hide. That's what happens when you throw me in seminar groups every fucking week. Elizabeth writes in about last week's episode with Money Shot director Suzanne Hillinger. This was a thoughtful one I thought I would share with everybody. She writes... I really enjoyed this episode, number 482, as well as the recent one with the actress from the movie, uh, which was episode 480 with Siri Dahl. She had a little segment in that episode. From my own life, the cliche that a little knowledge can be dangerous is very accurate. Armed with a degree in sociology and a concentration in women's studies, they didn't call it gender studies back then, Plus a few graduate courses, I was a very strident and closed-minded feminist. One of my favorite authors, Margaret Atwood, was a participant in the movie Not a Love Story. The film had a seminal influence on me, and my view... Using the word seminal, Miss Women's Studies major. Sem Did anyone else see the movie PCU? Only me? Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to get into the word seminal, but you know. The film had a seminal influence on me and my views about pornography and sex work. 
I was very, very anti-both for a few decades because of the negative portrayals of sex work in the movie. My views have progressed rapidly and fully over the last five years. However, I have lingering distaste of pornography in general and do not watch it except for annual Hump Film Festival viewings. The Hump Film Festival, that's Dan Savage's amateur porn film festival. I'll put a link in the show notes. Those were sort of lost decades for me. I had a lot of shame and conflicted emotion about even dirty talk. I never would have used the words pussy, cock, cunt, or whore. Happily, they are all in my vocabulary in Spank Bank now, though. Viewing the world through a sex-positive lens has been a game-changer for me. Man Whore Podcast, you had great, great questions for her. I haven't seen Money Shot yet, but look forward to it soon. And uh, yeah, Elizabeth, I hope you will uh, check out Money Shot, the Pornhub story on Netflix very soon. I hope you all will. And a great place to come share your thoughts about the flick is in the Champagne Room. We have an entire channel just for talking about movies and TV. It's called Pictures in Motion. Join us in the champagne room at manwhorepod.com slash discord or click the link. You know fucking where to click it. Mmm, you dirty whores. One dirty whore might be the recipient of this week's fan whore appreciation moment. Rubicon One, thank you for supporting the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. I still don't seem to really understand what the word Rubicon means. I really only hear it in political podcasts, but... You know, it's a word, and you are apparently it. Thanks for supporting the pod and confusing me for half a moment. Hope to catch you at Hot Movie Night this Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be watching Private Teacher, starring the uh, illustrious Kay Parker, and as sexy but slightly more petite Honey Wilder. And you can become a member today at patreon.com slash Podcast. You know where to click it. And now for this week's guest, Gabe Malika. He's got a one-man show out. I think it's uh, still out on Off-Broadway at the Soho Playhouse for another week or so before he starts touring it around the country. It's called Solo, a show about friendship. And we're going to get into it. This is me with Gabe Malika. The whole conceit is like the no friends thing. Um, and it's it's it's... <sighs> It's true and it's not, right? Like, I have people I text, mm-hmm. um, but the show kind of argues, uh, like, I'm like, this is a show about how I don't have any friends, and then people kind of, like, take a step back, or some people giggle, like, some people are like, what does that mean? And then I'm like, I have bros, right. I just, like, don't know if I know anything about them. And that yeah. kind of, like, starts this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm still working on the bros. I don't... I. I don't have guy friends, really. I'm working on it. Okay. I, like, if I say someone's a close friend, like, mm. that's someone I'm going to I'm gonna cry in front of you or on the mm. phone. But I'm like, we say friends so loosely. And I stop myself. I'll be like, oh, my friend, like, someone's on TV. Oh, that's my friend. Oh, well, you know, I know so-and-so. Yes, we've done shows together. Yes. I know some stuff about, I've had conversations. I have, you know, like, he knows my face. If he saw me, he'd be like, oh, but like not my friend but we were friendly before he was on snl yes you know it was like it's so it's it's a weird word for me totally it's very loaded and i think it's i can't remember if it was mindy it might be mindy kaling and mindy kaling's book where she's like best friend is a tier of person like it's not one person it's not like a marriage it's like this thing that's like very loose and i feel that way about a couple people but even in the show like i'm like i have this guy nick and he's my my oldest bro is how i describe him and for me, like the the 
the the moment the show started to make sense was when I started talking about Nick's sister had a kid and my mom was like, how does Nick feel about being an uncle? And I was like, I have no idea, right? Like this idea of like, um, I have I don't these know if people. Nick feels exactly. That's literally a line in the show oh. where I'm like, I know how he feels about Adam Sandler movies, but I don't know how he feels about uh, about being an uncle. And it started. It got me thinking about more and more about this idea of like, I have these people in my life that like I kind of text every day. We were just texting about Severance. Okay. He finally saw it, and I was like, great, we can talk about this. But there's like this. I don't know if it's a barrier or it's just like uh, we don't even we pretend it's not there. We pretend the serious stuff for the most part, 98% of the time is just like not even around. Right. And for a long time, that's good. And then sometimes things happen in your life and you want somebody to talk about them. Even like like you were saying, like that minor like spiral you had. Yeah. Like, who am I going to text? I feel that way all the time. Did you watch the Jonah Hill documentary? The one no, but it's on, my, it's on my list. It's So there's some really good things in it. This guy Stutz wrote this book about like the way he kind of sees therapy. And at one point... Jonah Hill is like, I think it might have been in the trailer. I don't think I'm spoiling anything. Where he's like, your, your therapist, you want to give advice and they just listen. And your friends, you want them to listen and all they do is give you advice. <laughs> and it's like this, this weird reverse where it's like, uh, for, yeah, because for me, sometimes I just want, I want somebody that's there to be like, uh, to just like hear me out and like not provide a solution. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, the bros in my life, like, if I do bring up something serious, they're just immediately trying to fix it. And it's like, no, 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 I don't need that from you. I just kind of just need you to be like... Such a male response. Yeah. How do I fix the thing? Whether it's a date or a bro or just, like, yeah. someone on the street. I'm like, oh, there's a problem. It involves emotions. Well, I can fix the thing that has nothing to do with your feelings. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I in the show, it's so funny. I talk about that exact thing where Nick's dad was a fireman ran into burning buildings, saved lives. He didn't run to the doorstep and think, is this sparking joy? You know, he just <laughs> fixed the problem. Yeah, it's tricky, man, this friendship stuff. It really is. Did you, I'm lucky in a certain sense in that I grew up on Long Island. And so like, I would have my comedy people that I would see. And then at the beginning of comedy, I wasn't booked on weekends, you know, like it was impossible to, to get booked. And so I would go home and yeah. see my high school friends. And so I kind of was living these like two lives a little bit. Where are you from? Where did you? North Jersey, but I went to boarding school for four years in Connecticut. Okay. And okay. I don't retain much from there. And then I sure. you know, and then came here for college and never really left. Uh, I see. But like I, I started see. in college. I started doing stand-up in college. Yeah. So I know a lot of people. And yes. it's like then who is a friend who's an acquaintance who can I ask a favor of mm. which kind of favors of course you know, yeah some people it's like I, you can ask me to help you move but don't ask me to recommend you for this right yes 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 yes, so yes, yes. And, and i my brain works a little differently so it's like it's sometimes really a struggle and i i almost have to like class i need to tier things just so i know what's appropriate with each type of person yeah you yeah. know, otherwise I might get too familiar too quickly. I had to learn in the podcast. I was like, oh, these are not all just like best friend inter uh, auditions. Oh, <laughs> interesting. You interesting. Know, I was like, yeah. Because sometimes we'll connect. It's not like Q&A. It's like we're just going to ideally it's like we connect. We have a conversation. Yeah. And in the early years in my mid 20s, I had to be like. Billy, like you just had this great conversation with this porn star. You all really clicked, had an emotional moment. Jessica Drake really opened up to you. But also remember, you are not best friends now. Yeah. This yep. ends when you leave the room. Yes. Yes. Dude, otherwise, you get inappropriate real quick. Yes. There's boundaries. You send text messages that like, like she gives, the, <laughs> she gives me my phone number. I'm like, wait, am I like actually allowed to text if I'm in town or just because if you say yes, I will. But if you say <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> what strikes me about you, Billy, is you're somebody who like, um, uh, you you appear very interested in like learning constantly. 
I would say from what I've just like kind of observed about like the podcast and like your life, you're like, oh, I'm I'm learning boundaries. Like, isn't this cool? Like, I'm like checking in on myself and seeing how I'm doing. Isn't I'm it like, great to not hurt people by accident? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You seem really keen on like getting better. It's God, it's so annoying. Look at you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went to a weird boarding school where we like seminar all the time. And, where did like, you go? You never heard of it. It's called Hyde. Okay. It was like an alternative character education boarding school. Okay. So like we would sometimes like like any at any moment a class a sports practice a meal could just break down like it could also all of a sudden stop and we're like in like a pseudo therapy situation. Whoa. Okay. It was like oh like uh, Jamal like you're not handing in your homework a lot. It's like what where's your attitude at? And then like the like half of math class is like what's going on with him. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know how to be chill <laughs> until I'm like comfortable yeah. or I know where my role is. Yeah. It's like you run by like Quakers or something, but it's very <laughs> like, uh, gr- of course you're in group therapy. Your whole high school was group therapy. Oh, I walked into group therapy. I, 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 I was like, I walked in day one. I was like, I know how to do this. Yes. Yes. Y'all have been together for a year. Fucking act like it. <laughs> yeah. Hide. You have like three weeks to really get some cohesion. Then we've got to do growth and change because one of you is going to get kicked out soon. That's, you know, that's kind of great. I, so so I work at a, a, a high school that's um, from a break off of Bard College. Okay. And so Bard like has this liberal arts college reputation. It's like pretty hippy dippy trippy. There's like hmm. uh, um, The Onion had a headline one time that was like Bard College rated best dinner party school. Okay. So like it's like uh, – so like we have re- restorative circles. Like some kid will write, you know, some – some hate crime or whatever on the wall. And then like, we have to have these restorative circles where you sit around and everybody places something in the middle of the circle. And so like, I know that in like a once a year kind of way, but the idea that you're living, that you were living in a place for four years where at any moment, even in math, dude, (laughs) the math teacher suddenly running a restorative circle is so funny to me. Dude, sometimes they would be like, because we had a thing called going out to work, you break rules, you like, change the sweats, you don't go to class, you don't go to sports, you do 5.30 a.m. workouts, blah, blah, blah. So think about your attitude, right? <clears throat> but everyone's while after like the culture of campus was off, um, someone would just come into our classroom and be like, hey, there's a school meeting in 20 minutes. Uh, and then like the entire school would go to just whatever we had scheduled, we're going to a school meeting. And then like Duncan McCran would be like, yeah, the character's off, uh, everyone go get changed. We're, the whole school's out to work today. And then we'd all like go to the soccer field and like run and do push-ups and oh my and then we'd have like a seminar and then we'd talk and and it was like man i was i thought we were gonna learn about the cold war today but instead Uh, now was that like so that that appears two things to me one is that like you're at the whims of these adults that these adults can suddenly like change your schedule at any moment yeah is that was like that kind of structure because like now that would piss me off and be like I'm gonna have to you're gonna put me in a white. I mean, what else was I gonna do? Sure, you're like, 15. Yeah, we didn't that have, feels sort we of didn't have cell phones on campus. We didn't even have Wi-Fi in our like we didn't have internet in your in your dorm room. So it's like you were just there to do school, do sports, you know, work on your attitude, maybe improve your family situation. Yeah, was it a big school? No, nah, it was like always about like 200 kids. I don't know the wow. size now. But it's probably about the same. Yeah, like my graduating class was like 50 kids. Yeah, holy cow. That's I'm truly fascinated by that because I went now that I work in a city school, like there's no football team, there's no cheerleaders. Yeah. Like it's very much like uh uh the school ideally demographic wise is supposed to look like Queens. Yeah. And the kids will sometimes ask me, they're like, Oh yeah, you're from Long Island, like what was your high school like? I was like, Football, cheerleaders, lacrosse, marching band, lacrosse. A lot of guys with my face. Irish wasps. Yeah. I, we're Irish Catholics, 
waspy English people. We were Italian, and it felt like we were Italian Democrats, mm. and it felt like we were like outliers. I should also probably just real briefly, Italian Italians, but I'm here right now with a Gabe Malika. <laughs> I did not realize Malika was an Italian last name. Yes, but I'll, I'll throw yes. that out there as a proceeded to Malika. It's oh, right. Yeah. So you know what it means. It's you have a piece of Italian bread, yeah. and it's the white squishy part, not the crust. Mm-hmm. That's the Malika. Yeah, we, we say oh. Malika, but it's, it's Malika. Okay, well, I, mine would be Progida because it's an island in Italy. Oh, beautiful. And it's Isla de Progida, but no Progida is from Progida. I love a small town in Europe. I one time was in, we were in Ireland and a small town and the ATM had broken. Yeah. And everywhere you went, people were like, do you hear the ATMs down? I'm like, I'm from <laughs> the New York. The ATM. Yes, the, the ATM. ATM. <laughs> it's a country that loves newspapers and tea. And you're like, oh, like this is so quaint. Yeah. Because like, in order to make news in New York, it needs to be like 9-11, you know, like Taylor Swift plays the garden. You walk down the street, you say, hey, you know Taylor Swift playing the garden? No, yeah. nobody cares. You know, it's too big. But then as a nice Italian boy on Long Island, uh, yeah. surrounded by the broskies, like, yeah. so what What was your like, what, like, did you have friends as a kid? Because I, like, I come from a place, no friends. I did not have friends mm. really until college. What was your friendship situation as a guy, as a boy? Yeah. Growing up. So, um... You're invited to the show anytime because you know what's so funny? I've been going on these da- I've been going on dates and I'll be talking to uh, a young woman and we'll be having a conversation and they'll be like, well, what about your family? I'll talk about my dad. And I'll be like, actually, that's in the show. And then I'll be like, well, this is like, oh, that's also in the show. It's like, you should see the show. It's 80 minutes yeah. my whole life. So this is a, a part in the show where I'm like, I had sports guys that I would hang out with, bros, uh-huh. idiots. And then I had like my musical theater friends. And so I described them as like my musical theater friends and my straight friends. Okay. And I was in the middle. And... There's this thing where it's like, I love musical theater, but I also like sports. And so like whenever I was with one, either of those groups, I was kind of always defined by what I wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm with like the bros and they're like, oh, Gabe's like the softy who right. loves Sondheim. And then I'm with the musical theater kids and I'm like, Gabe wears sweatpants. Like he's not well dressed. Like he's not, um, he's like part of the theater world, but like he's also like has these idiot guys he sees. Yeah. And so like this feeling, and I felt this in a lot of different ways. Um at different times in my life where it's like, you're always defined by the thing you're not doing as opposed to the thing that you are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I talk about this in, in the show also, it's like the struggle of like um, wanting those groups to understand you and not feeling like either group kind of fully gets your vibe. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, in the show I say it's, I'm too straight for the gay kids and too gay for the straight kids. I'm like Spider-Man, the musical. <laughs> where it's like, I don't quite, you know, it's like, who is this for? Um, I feel the same way. I'm the same. I'm that same thing. Except somehow you figured out how to like get, make the friends. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the th- questions that people have when they see the show because they're like, "You seem affable. I feel like we could hang out. Like we should hang out." And like, yes, I agree with you. But I do. There is some part of me that like doesn't feel totally comfortable, kind of like giving my whole self up to uh, to somebody in that way, in a, in like a friendship way. And, and I will say my Nick is like my main guy and I talk about him in childhood and I talk about him now. And the show kind of starts off with like, my mom got sick and the bros didn't know what to do. Nick, Nick didn't know what to do. And he sent me a message like trying to fix it. And he's kind of like the heartbeat of the show where it's like, oh, in this moment we had like a miscommunication and he didn't know what to do. And I kind of had a meltdown over it. Um, but since the show, we've gotten a lot closer. Mm. Um, I like to think like, we'll, we're just like more, it's not, if it was 99% and 1% before of terms of serious and not serious conversations, it's maybe closer to like 
8% or 9%, okay. you know, like it just like stuff comes up a little bit more frequently. I'm not, I'm less worried about being like, uh, Hey man, my, this thing's going on in my family. I can kind of mm-hmm. just send it. And I know that eventually he'll respond and we'll have a talk about it. But you've always been kind of like emotionally available or aware. you seem, you seem emotionally intelligent. It's not something I, at least I come across with men terribly often in a general space. Yeah, I think I'm perhaps more than some people uh-huh. who are like totally, who like don't even know they're feeling things. Like I know I'm feeling things. I think I'm just sometimes hesitant to like put that on other people uh-huh. um, on like a rainy Tuesday when I need it, you know, like um, uh, in the last few months, it's been like the... Uh, um, I go to work Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. I got the show Thursday, Friday. So I'm in this like weird limbo where I'm like, who am I? Am I a nine to five worker or am I an off Broadway performer? Like, what's going on? I'm I'm depressed. I'm tired. I'm not eating well. Like, whatever it is. Like, those are the days where I kind of just like need somebody to talk to. And one thing that I've I've found is I'm trying to call people more. Mm-hmm. And it's good for I think calling somebody and going for a walk are like the two like most like simple valuable things you can do. <laughs> And I should take my own advice because sometimes it's rainy and in the winter it, it's dark at 4.30 and you're just like, I'm going to just sit in my room for eight hours yeah. and like maybe order food and do nothing and be on my phone. And I need to be more proactive about like getting out of that because if I'm out of that, then I might make a connection with a person. Then I might go to a club. Then I might call somebody. Then I might. I might hang. I might do this. Yeah. I'm working on that in the post-core because everyone I knew from comedy is like elevated, quit, or moved. Yes. Right? So it's like, I wanted to leave this mic on Monday night, but I was like, Billy, just fucking stay. I think the hang might happen. Yeah. Which one? Cobra Club? No, no. There's a Monday night at at Watering Hole. It was was kind of a shit show, but just like, I was out towards the end and it seemed like everyone was friendly. So I was like, let me just hang and try... And I stayed and I had a great time. I connected. I was like, I felt like I made friends. And, I, and then again, I have to see you're just like, I don't want to burden. And I go like, I need to rein it in sometimes. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like if this happens like three times in a row with these people, maybe we can like call friends. Um, <laughs> but for now, let's keep it with this vibe of like, let's all start a mic together. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> We're going to start a small business. But that's like, that's just me trying to make connections again. Yeah. Like, uh, like you know, a guy who did the podcast, like. I'm trying. I was like, like he left. I was like, oh, I think we're, I think we're gonna be friends. So, you know, I'm gonna go hang with him tomorrow. Great. Uh, he's got a show, and he's like, and then I think we're gonna hang at Fiction Bar. I was like, oh, the word hangs in there. Let's, yeah, cool. <laughs> Not really. Then I asked a different guy who's on the podcast. This is real. Again, this is a, a friend uh, audition. But so I asked <laughs> another guy who's like, I think we're friendly. He's also like a whore at the party community, and so I was yeah. like, you want to come hang after your shows? I think we're going to Fiction Bar. I'm like, I think this is how I used to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You we have to to three relearn. years without it. Like I forgot. Yeah, man. I mean, you seem like almost like in some ways like textbook extrovert where it's like you get energy from other people Mm. um, where I'm like very much in my own head and like sometimes we'll we'll get out in the world and like, oh, this is good. And now I need to be by myself. Um, I I think I'm doing a lot of mirroring and just of like what I think is needed in the moment. So like I can get up if I need up. And I mean, I think that's why I do like sometimes okay on dates because I'm just like I read what you need and I'm not going to try to see if I can. I mean, I get the words you need, but like I can at least try to tap in emotionally. Yeah. Well, that's also your pedigree. You went to a high school where therapy could break out at any moment. Like my (laughs) high school, like that was not that was not the vibe. It was very much like it felt like. It felt like a traditional, like, big lockers high school. And so, like, nobody's, like, breaking out into mm. circles. I think that's why I started to enjoy the musical theater kids 
and they were a couple of years older than me, like that first round. And it was like, oh, these people like want to talk about stuff slightly more than like the idiot bros. Yeah. Um, and that always was very appealing to me. Yeah. Nowadays, I don't see as many. Like, that's one of the fun things about doing a show off Broadway is that like now like the theater community comes and I'm like, I love theater people. This yeah. is great. Like you guys like want to go see shows or like have seen, you have like a frame of reference that not, that's not just stand up. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes comics come to the show and they're very nice and they're like, uh, and they're like, oh, that was great. Like they don't think it's stand up and mm-hmm. it might not be, I don't know what it is. Um, but it's nice to connect with people who have different frames of reference to what you're doing. I really enjoyed reintroducing myself into that world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause in stand up, like, most people don't want to do theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like most people are like, I want a headline on the road and work and like have a fan base and podcast. And I'm like, oh, I want to make like a theater show every three years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit different to find those people who like understand that. How do you, so how, like, how do you connect with men? <sighs> That's a great. I'm going to take notes. No, no, no. That, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm always looking for somebody who, um, that you can kind of like make a side comment about, you know, that like feeling I, I describe it as like the gym from the office feeling where like somebody over there is like being a lot and you make eye contact with somebody and you're like, can you believe uh-huh. this? Um, I really value those moments that like side eye of somebody. I'm like, did we all see that? Like yeah. that toast was like crazy, right? <laughs> like we can admit that. So I'm always looking for like that kind of moment. Um, that's like a, th- that's like a thing that I look for. Yeah, what? Oh, God, this is such an interesting question. Because it feels like men are connected. And like, as you're thinking about it, it's like, I, th- I feel like we connect often with each other or we feel like we're supposed to connect with each other about like shared interests or things outside of ourselves. Yes. Right? So it's like, oh, we both like this thing. We both go to that thing. Um, we're both from that place. Yes. We both went to that school. Yeah. And that's enough to bond over. Whereas like, I mean, I think because women have been like raised in a, in a certain way, um, they they've done studies. There's no, they have not found like a reason in the brains of why women have like score higher on EQ tests. Mm. So that like, it's probably socialization, right? Oh, it's, it's not like, Oh, men's brains have this. They're like, it's we don't have that. chemical. We, we just didn't really teach them empathy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And since I have nothing but that, it's like, <laughs> so I struggle with just like, Oh, we're just going to be surface level. It's almost like, I don't know how to chill enough I, at some point i'm going to ask you a deeper question i when you're like oh i want to learn like i want to learn about the person not like their trivia i could get on the back of a playing card yes that's a that's a thing i think a lot about because of this idea i read a friendship textbook this guy dr oh greif really great it's called dr. the buddy Bo- system buddy system and this book talks about um different levels of friendships where there's like um one of the big, the big, the detail that made the show is that a lot of male relationships typically, it's gendered of course, but in general, are shoulder to shoulder. Like we're next to each other, there's another activity. Female friendships typically coffee, wine, someplace dark, look at each other. And they, for them, the activity is each other. And for us, the activity is literally anything else. It's outside of us. Yes. Yeah. And so that's a place to start. Like I think Nick, who I've been friends with since fourth grade, like, if again, whatever the percentages are, a lot of the conversation is severance or the Knicks or whatever. Um, and that kind of like gets us started. That's like the day to day chatter, Mm -hmm. but we see each other face to face. There's nobody else around. We've been watching TV for three hours. We might stumble upon something else. Sure. And it just like takes a little while to get that car going into gear to get into sixth gear. We're like my sister, she's a year younger than me. She writes for a doctress. She's 
does comedy improv sketch. She's super funny. And she's like, I don't want to do stand up. I want to do improv because it's social, because it's teamwork. And then she was like, last week, she's like, yeah, I just went on vacation with these six girls. I was like, you know, six girls. And she probably met like four of them two weeks ago. Yes. You know? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, if I go on vacation, like you will be able to guess who's on the vacation with me, you know? Like, it's not like some mystery right. where I'm like, how do you know all these people? She's brought more people to the show than like, I know, truly. Yeah. Um, and so like, I guess I keep talking about like the symptoms and not like the um, the solution to this, but it's a thing that I feel very deeply. And I, re I think recognizing it is important as like a first step. It's like, oh, all these people, like we play fantasy football together or like uh, uh, they're comics and like, Oh, somebody's headlining Gotham that we really want to see. Like, let's go sit in the back. Like, yeah. that'll be fun. Um, but that like deeper, more artistic or more personal conversation, I think for me, I I need to like ramp up to that because sometimes I've been, mm -hmm. I'm not saying this about you. I've not had this experience with you, but I have been in my life off put by somebody who I meet in two seconds and they're like, have you ever been in love? I remember in college, <laughs> like in college, like I met that person and I was like, Get away from me, dude. Like, I don't know you. <laughs> I think I will nervously go there. You know, yeah, it's, it's like yeah, if we yeah, don't have yeah. anything else. Like, we if we're talking about the game, can do that. But if there's, like, too much silence, I'm like, um, you know, like, uh, how's your relationship with your dad? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know yeah, what to say yeah, here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Totally. Um, sometimes dates, like, um, they'll, they'll be like, you're podcasting at me. So there's also an element of, like, accidentally interviewing someone in real life so funny yeah of course no i mean that switch is very real but being that guy that you described i like i have to actively sometimes remember to not do that mm, it's, i yeah. feel like there's a, i have an emotional instinct to do it and i have to know like there's like context and all that weird yeah or diversion shit or whatever and I gotta, of course of course yeah. but you seem more aware i think the fact that we're having this conversation and you're aware of your own behavior is a way ahead of a lot of people who just kind of like go through the world and just like smash and things. they enjoy it they yes. like, uh, yeah that's why they're like generally happy and they have dumb smiles <laughs> on their face walking around at the bar and i'm just like they're constantly thinking about like yeah but what does this mean about like me and this person after that thing was said i right like <laughs> yeah that's so funny it reminds me of that like uh that nick kroll bit where he's like the dumbest people are the best at sex <laughs> because they're just like Duh. I would I would disagree. <laughs> I think when you're emotionally connected, you know now, okay, that's not working. Let's go to plan B or C. No. Yes. No, no. I would agree. Believe me. I would agree with you. I'm a quality over quantity person. Because yeah. the show also like well, talks they, about- They're some, not mutually exclusive. They're not. Sure. Yes. They're not mutually exclusive. Because <laughs> you seem to be killing it. You're at like these sex parties. So you know what's funny? I- uh, that's I, also like only thing like I know how to like where I know my value in a circle of men is like if they if they know that that there's the weird thing I like the Jets I know this and that I what but but I know that I have this like thing that like there's a shared experience generally of capital M men of like trying to get laid right sure there's that thing where like <clears throat> so many dudes are so driven whether it's like they want to get finance so they can make the money so they can get laid or the guy they want to do this and that so they can go it's like i feel like that's always the end goal and i never made it the end goal and so i somehow accidentally got good at like i'm not like trying to go fuck people i just happen to fuck people right yeah and so, so yeah. and i have all these crazy stories and experiences so i always know like okay i need to like show in this group right now that i have value so i guess i have these these slut cards i can slay out and they're like what uh -huh. you did a thing 
how many gangbangs? <laughs> right? Like, because like one is enough for most, right? And then, like, yeah. wait, you've actually done the threesomes? Those are, right? So it's, it's, and then I can like, and then I can kind of like wave that out there to be like, hi, I'm interesting. Like, please keep me around. <laughs> I want to also be invited to the thing. I don't want to be bailed on. Freshman year of college, this is the type of guy I am. Check this out. Okay. I had some buddies in college. I had like my, like, Six chicks and a gay guy friend. That was like my main crew. That was my emotional crew, right? Yeah. And that was the crew I would hang out with. But I had a few dudes I would hang out with for a couple of years. And so I remember one time they were like, we should all go to Warp Tour. I think tickets just went on sale. Yeah. Uh, and Warp Tour was going to be like three, it was like three months out. Yeah. So like, oh, okay. so like, yeah, we should do that. Oh, they're playing this plan. Oh, cool, 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 cool. I don't even know the bands. I'm not even a music guy. Yeah. I was just excited. Like, I think I've been invited to a thing. So yeah. I went back to my dorm after we were done drinking that night and I just I bought a ticket to Warp Tour. Yeah. When we're it's like a couple a week or two out from Warp Tour, I hit up the like, people via text. I was like, "Yo, so uh, what's the plan for going?" They were like, "Oh, I, we didn't get tickets or anything. I think just I think we were just talking about it. like, oh, my oh okay. God. I didn't go. I just let that ticket die." Oh man, what a moment! Yeah, that's so emblematic of a lot of things. Oh, that's so hopeful and heartbreaking and funny. That's a bit, man. That's really funny. <laughs> Oh, it's heartbreaking. And like, I get it. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah, we're all gonna, <laughs> we're all gonna take selfies and hang out. <laughs> but if I talk about sex and dating stuff and like being non-monogamous and all that shit, like, yeah. man, do they all of a sudden have questions for me, want advice, or they want to hear the stories or like, wait, mm. which porn star did you do the thing with? Yeah. Oh, because they're, you're living their fantasies just by like being so, um, not them. Not them. Yeah. <laughs> you're not like, believe me, you're not going to Wall Street every day wearing a blue suit, you know, and a vest. And so, yeah, that's oh, that's so interesting that you offer something that they like, they think money can provide or whatever. And you're like, poor. yeah. And, but you do it this <laughs> other <Patreon>. way. <laughs> you're like, I'm in a, I'm in a BJ porn. <laughs> They're suddenly like, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, I can't do Mike's a tiny cupboard because like a third of my my material, it's all just angry dudes who don't fuck. And so there's just such a (laughs) energy. You sit through it. I last two times ago I was there. They're all, they were all talking about like, you guys don't eat pussy and not get ahead. Right. Is there anybody? And I was like, I mean, sometimes. And then they're like, what? You're this. And then I go on stage, stage loosely used. And then like, I go up and then I'm like lambasting them for like this is why you are not getting your dick sucked uh-huh. and so there's this tension where i'm like they're like resenting me for any joke i do mm, yeah because you're you're coming at it from a perspective of like i'm just being myself really open <laughs> and i'm having way more sex that you're complaining about not getting right you're the antidote to like incel reddit <laughs> they should they should have replaced that page with this podcast they would just fucking listen <laughs> No. But they always like, what do you have in mind? I was like, you could treat them like people. They're like, do you have anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. if I know. What do you think your value is in like a group of dudes? <sighs> what What is my value in a group of dudes? Um, I think so. Okay. So when I was in high school, this is a long winded answer. When I was in high school, at one point, in like seventh grade, they were like, you can jump ahead in math and science. And so like, I wasn't a great student, but I was like, I want to do that. I want the challenge. And it kind of screwed me later in high school because I was a year ahead in math and science, but I was not in the honors version of those classes. So I was in the regular version. So I was just with the year above me, dumb kids, right? (laughs) And for them, I was a genius, but I was also quiet. It wasn't my social circle. There was probably like, in a class of 30, there was five of us, ninth graders in 
10th grade biology, right? Mm. And so in that context of that classroom, they were like, Gabe's quiet. He doesn't say anything. He like hangs out with the other like ninth graders, whatever. And then like the next period, I go to like honor social studies, which like a place I like to be. And I was cracking jokes. Honor social studies is your year, but My honors. year, okay. but honors. Yeah. So this is, and in that class, I'm like, feeling like hot shit. I'm like, I'm riffing. I made a joke so bad one time. So I guess so good one time that the professor, the teacher ended class. Stop. Yeah. He, so, okay. Well, Cause Quick, he's laughing. Cause he was laughing. It was like, well, I can't teach after that. He was talking about one time he What'd had you a say kid. about nine 11. Uh, he what? had a kid. So this was a story. He had a kid in the class. I will get back to your question. Sure, sure. He had about a, 9/11? Good. Okay. <laughs> there was a kid in the class. He was talking about like the craziest like students he ever taught. And he was like, yeah, we had this one kid like start masturbating in the back of the classroom. And like the room goes silent because we were like, that's an overshare. Like you should not be sharing that. And w- and I go, Dr. Quigley, did you get hit? And he just goes, class is over. Everybody leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so proud of it, you know? And I was like, and like, it was one of those moments where it's like, I'm the king of this classroom. Like I just got class to end. And so it's so funny that those classes were like back to back periods. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in one period, I'm this and in one period, I'm that. So it's like, what is my value in a group of men? Like, God, it depends. You know, like if I'm at, if I'm with like my bros from Long Island, we have a buddy who owns a house out East and, you know, he works on Long Island and he has a wife and compared to me, I got two roommates, I'm in Astoria, I do comedy, like we live very different lives. And so in that group, like I'm like the the kooky wild card a little bit where it's like lawyer, uh, computer engineer, um, high school social studies teacher with a, a wife and, and a house. Like in that group, like I'm, I'm this like kooky guy, but you get me in a room of all comics. They're like, Gabe's kind of straight laced. He does theater comedy, you know, like I'm very different. So that question is so interesting because it's so context dependent. Mm. Um, and I don't, I used to think that was kind of like, oh, like who, who am I really? And now I think I'm, I think I'm more okay with that. But being a chameleon can be kind of a, a skill set. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah. pro- evolutionary biology, it's probably like a fucking survival g- mechanism gene you got. Totally. It's like I can go to each different tribe and not get killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can kind of survive anywhere. Um, and I think that comes from like the, the straight dude sports culture and like the musical theater world. Like, like when I learned about in 2009, when we all learned about code switching, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I get that. Like, maybe not racially in the same way, but like, I understand what it feels like to almost feel different. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, yeah, I'm more okay with it now than I used to be. I used to kind of be like, I'm phony. And now I'm just like, no, like, I just. Um, different I need- parts of you activate. Yeah, totally. Like if we're going to have like a cool sex positive conversation, I'm like, oh, cool. Like that's not the conversation. Like my my childhood priest came to the show the other night and I was like, well, I did tell that story about eating pussy like in the library in college. Like we're not going to talk about that. Lazy, hear that? He eats <laughs> pussy. Unlike those weird dudes at that open mic I yeah, went to. Yeah, dude. You should, yeah. You should Put him on the list. So, so uh, in my Discord server, the Champagne Room, we have a we have a Patreon uh, channel called Ask the Guest. Any of you who uh, who chip your dollars in, you can ask any of my guests any questions you want. If it's a bad question, not mine. If it's a good <laughs> question, which it was. So, um, I got a couple questions for you. Besides the, uh, <laughs> the the third one, the most recent one was from Chuck. He was like, "How do you expect to be a good? How do you expect to get friends if you're such a flake, <laughs> folks?" Gabe, he had to push off. 
he had to push off. Am I allowed to say this? I will. You I, didn't I'll give phrase me the details. It. Yes, I will say I. I had a friend that was going through something, and I needed to show up for him. And yeah. I was like, Billy, this is so funny. Why I can't come? And you were like, That is okay. I was like, Yeah. It was like the day of the recording. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm just like, Dude, that's the best reason. Yes. Because yes, you're yes. being a good friend. I'm trying to. And also, I don't know if Jackie knows that I came from Astoria, which is basically like going to the moon. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He texted me. He was like, Yeah. I was like, He's on the train. I was like, You come from Queens? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, Is that maybe? why you don't have a lot of friends like that's <laughs> i feel like there's a lot of dating that i don't do because it's like you know what let's call each other when one of us moves it's a long distance right? relationship yeah. yes, yes um totally. but one of the questions different one from chuck is um have you noticed a difference between trying to make friends uh male friends uh versus women friends yeah i have the show and what I've been thinking about a lot more recently is trying to like expand on the friends that I do have. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of talk about meeting new people a little bit and it's not, I'm not great at it in the, almost in the same way that I'm not like cult like trying to have a lot of sex all the time. I'm also like not trying to meet a lot of people all the time. Um, and so like, I'm more willing, if I'm at a party, I feel like I'm much more likely to like chat up a woman and like have a more immediate, empathetic, kind of jokey conversation than I am with a lot of dudes. I don't know why that is. Mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe some of the stuff we've talked about, like the socialization aspect of it. Um, in terms of, could you, could you repeat the question? It was about Just male like, and female, making well, like, new male and you know, female if, I, Have you noticed the difference between trying to make friendships with men versus friendships with women? Yeah, I, I think that oh, this has happened a lot. Women have come up to me and I'm like, oh my God, you would be such good friends with my brother, husband, boyfriend. But those are not the people coming up to me like wanting to hang out. Right. Uh, but it, and that has happened after the show too. Have you gotten late after the show? Yes. Have you made friends after the show? Yes. I, I went out for coffee with this guy uh, after a show, and it was so fun. Like I learned a lot about like his line of work and stuff like that. I think men are sometimes a little bit more hesitant to like reach out. Hundred um, percent. And I know so, I am. yeah, no, it, I mean it's hard, and I and I get it, and I think. <sighs> I think like the barrier to entry is a little bit higher, but once you get there, it's a lot more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you're, fe if you're feeling that, like it's almost in the same way, like get rejected, like yeah. asking somebody on a date. It just doesn't, the stakes don't feel as high. I think we're socialized to be like, you might ask someone out and they might say no, and you have to deal with that. But with friendship, like it's kind of the same thing. And you have to be okay with it. I'm I'm not, man. I'm yeah, like I way hard. rather get rejected by a chick who doesn't want to fuck me than a guy who like doesn't want to hang with me. Oh my god, <clears throat> Billy, that's heartbreaking. And I know how many men they hang with, and I'm just like, but like I, okay, did I tell you about the orgy? No, oh, I did. Okay, still, and you still don't want it. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll go find another thing to offer here. Yeah, I mean, you I know have so a lot much of jet to... stats. No, don't... Oh, you're a Giants guy. Okay, that's. that's fine. I feel like you have so much to offer besides the sex stuff, but I understand that feeling of like, I. This is how people view me. This is like what I. I can bring to the table. I, mean, I did touch my name to the word man whore on Google for like the rest of my life. So I like, it's not like out of nowhere. It's yes. Not... Yes. You, it's been branded. Yeah. That's good. No, I, so I, I, I mean, I totally get that. But you have, you have a lot of chick friends then. Yeah. I have, um, I have a fair amount of, of female friends. Um, I, I don't cultivate those relationships as much. There's no women. I don't think that I text every day where there's probably like, two or three guys and a group mm, text that okay. I text every day. 
Um, I get in these group texts. I keep hearing about uh, it. <laughs> you know what it is? Ours is a basketball group. Um, and it's just like the Knicks are getting ready for the playoffs, so there's stuff to text about. Okay. Um, and I will say this. I think like the female friends in my life, like when I see them, it really... Um, we can have more adult conversations more quickly. Yeah. Um, women from college. I'm like, how's your life? Like, what's going on? Like, um, and so I think when I have a little bit more free time in the next few, in the summer of Gabe, I think that's maybe a, another part of it, which is just like reconnect with some people. You know, you did a show about friendship, like put your money where your mouth is, like uh, call somebody. I love driving. I love a long drive alone <sighs> where you're just like, hey, you t- this is a big pro tip. I'm going for a four hour drive. You text like five people. You're like, hey, I'm going for a four-hour drive right now. If you're free for a phone call, I'm free for the next five hours. And like maybe one or two people call you, but it's great. I'm going to steal that for sure. That's such a good one. That's one of my favorites. You know what's nice about the drive thing is that you're like, hey, bro, like I'm going to – I got a 12-hour drive. Like – like, I'm not weak. I just need something to do, you know? And they're like, serving a purpose, Bob. Like, we're going to trick each other into connecting to yes, this. Yes, it's a real trick yeah. each other into connecting thing. That's a totally valid thing. <laughs> and, like, they – I learned this – I think I learned this on TikTok, where they're like, if you want somebody to like you, ask them to do you a small favor. <laughs> where it's right. like, do me this small favor, and then, like, something will happen to them. Where they're like, oh, I like that guy. I helped him out once. Like, there's something about it that like works i don't know why and so i'm like oh if you ask somebody to hey do me a favor call me in the next 12 hours like i'm i'm on i'm on the i'm driving like i think that's it's a good technique uh the other question we got was from pj and, and you just gave a great one but he said do you have any tips for making friends poor pj uh do you have any tips for making friends or like possibly like embarrassing pitfalls to avoid Mm. such so, as opening with like hey have you ever been in love yeah 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 the 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 too intense too quickly like i feel that for sure um i would say i've been telling people this when they ask me this question which is that like i wish i were but like i'm not like a friendship influencer like you know like i don't well, have you a- understand like by doing this show that's what you Totally. Like you're going to have, totally. like, if the show gets enough no right, like, writers will hit you up for that. that. And then all of a sudden you are that. Totally. I feel more like I'm a, and this sounds pretty, like I'm an artist who just, like, observed a thing about my life and I'm trying to comment on it. But I don't necessarily know the solutions for other people other than I think for me, this this kind of journey has been about like fortifying the relationships I do have. Because I'm not somebody who's like, join a bowling league, like play Catan <laughs> online. Like I'm not I do that love Catan guy. Online. I, it's great. Klaus Teuber just passed away, an OG. So like I have a lot of empathy for that, but I'm not that social person. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, I have these people in my life and like they're there. We'll play Fortnite. Like we talk to each other. Like we're not strangers, but like how do we level up and so for, for me, it's like, there are people in your life you talk to, there must be, PJ, I hope. Um, and if you have those people, like, like uh, try to dedicate a little bit more time or like slip in something more personal or like see if they'll catch you mm. if you bring up a diagnosis or a family thing or whatever. And like sometimes they'll fall flat and then you at least know the tier that they're at. Yeah. You're not like in this limbo. It's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable talking about that. Where it's more like, I tried. They weren't really into it. I told them that they failed and 
they're just like that's not who I am. Okay, now I can put them officially in that basket. Yeah, um, like if you're like if you hit on somebody and like ideally you're not just hitting on them as a goal to be fucked, but rather like you're saying maybe they'll be interested. You give a shit about that response, yeah. so you throw it out there and you just feel it out. Maybe they're like, oh yeah, hey, or maybe like, oh hi, friendly, hey, or sometimes like, yeah, hey, and then they go look the other way. Like when they go to look the other way. You just go talk to somebody else. Yes. Yes. They're at this level. Yeah. We are socially friendly and we have sex every once in a while. I think the hooking up analogy is really good because yeah. it's like, oh, with, with hooking up, we get it. You could be in a, in a monogamous marriage. You could be in a this thing. Like there are tears that we understand. With friends, I think we have to be more comfortable being like, like at the beginning of the show, Nick is somebody that like we don't have any serious conversations. And by the end, he's somebody that like did show up for me when I needed him and mm. needed a little direction. And I needed to just tell him, hey, man, when this happens in my life, this is how you can respond. And he was like, oh, of course, Are you dude. using like those – this sounds dumb, but like are you using kind of like that language? Like is that like what you're saying or like how do you – In the show, the, the moment was Nick texts me um, about my mom. She got sick and she's okay now. But she got sick and – I was like, hey, it might be a bulging disc that's causing everything to go wrong. And Nick sent me a long text about uh, bulging discs from his perspective, which is that of an injury attorney. He was like explaining to me like the shit. Yeah. Like basically how to get money for her illness. Right. And I was like, man, like that is not what I need from you. Like yeah. I need you to be like, how are you feeling? What's going on? What do you think is going to happen? Like what are, that type of thing. And I was just like... Nick, like, that's not what I need from you. I need you to ask me if I'm okay. Like, what are you doing? You, and, say, you say something like that. I, I, yes. And, and Nick was like... Because that's so vulnerable for me to like... The, that, yeah. Being that to be say that, be like... I, I can say that to a woman, which is probably like whatever. But like I, for some reason, just a dude. You know why? I'd be like, that's terrifying it's to me. because the everything... Because my mom was sick, it turned up to 11. Yeah. And I was so... Like, I was like, oh, my relationship with Nick. I'm not worried about this right now. I'm worried about my fucking mom. Like, who yeah. cares about any of this? So I was just like... I was so distracted that I didn't mind doing that where normally I might not. But I was just like, dude, what I need from you is this. And he was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Like, of course. Like, duh. Like, that's the other thing. Men need, like, a little bit of guidance. Yeah. Like, just, like, tell us what we have to do. Yeah. I think that's, like, a classic, like, thing I learned from my dad where he's just like, oh, I need to pick you up from the train? Great. I have an instruction. I can check it off Don't the list. allude to you need to be. Just say, yes. can you pick me up from the train? Yes. And, of course, the, the classic, like, straight hetero couple fight is, like, I don't want you to... Do the uh, dishes? Yes, I, I want, want you, you to, to want, want to, do, to do the it's dishes. It's like, you know what? I'm probably not going to want to. Yes. But I want to do something for you. Yes. If that's what it is, just tell me and I will do it. Yes. And like, <laughs> I can't read your mind. And like men, and because I'm not in a marriage with men, I don't feel that obligation yeah. to be like, I want... Like, Nick, I want you to want to help me in this moment i'm like no dude like this is what you need to do just fucking do it but and now do you still need to get to 11 to ask for something like that or now are you more comfortable saying something explicitly like hey actually i need this in this moment now that you know that like it you got you got you got like a positive uh feedback loop from that he's like oh shit you're right of course and now i did it <clears throat> now like does it not need to be as intense for you to be like yeah, i can ask you know for what? what i need and sometimes it's, it's harder when the stakes are lower right when it's like, when, hey, I'm looking for advice about this Booker email, yeah. and they start talking to you about like, oh, the industry's fucked, whatever. Like, from, that might be harder for me to be like, dude, what I need from you is to just be like, hey, this is cool, this is not cool. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe there's a way to phrase it where it doesn't sound so confrontational, where you're just like, oh, man, like, I was just looking for advice about the Booker. Like, yeah. not about like, live comedy's dead, yeah. reels, Instagram. Like, I don't want to have that conversation. I just need you, what do you think about this Booker email? Sure. Um, Staying on, yeah, it's like men are stupid. Just like stay on task. Tell me, tell them what you need. And like, 
there's something about like, oh, I can do that. That's easy. <laughs> and it's funny because like I told you last night, I had that spiral and I, I texted like a few comments, but like there's a 1.23 a.m. message. I, I text a, a, a lady comic friend of mine that I'm like kind of close with and she'll hit me up for like guy advice. Like, oh, like what about this guy? What do you think? Okay, I can hit her up and then I hit up. I think I texted like another buddy. My, we, we've gone some walks. But usually it's because I go to like pick some, like a speaker up from him and he's like, you want to go walk first? And like we'll walk for like 40 minutes and yeah. talk about, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll go. Hey, you can walk. You can not free. And then I have a comic who's now in LA that I've known for a long time. So it's like, hey, man, who do you complain about comedy, politics, and career gripes with? Comics, civilians, therapists. Sometimes it feels like I should have show, I shouldn't show career weakness in public to comics like I'm doing right now by reading this outline on the podcast. <laughs> but talking with partners about it, it's like they don't know much about it. And then I haven't read all this, but like it looks like a sincere, thoughtful response of like, I have a small group of comics who are blah, blah, blah. But I also have some. So like I asked for what I needed and uh, it looks like I think I might got something there. No, that's really good. I, I That's a really thought because I've been doing this thing too where it's like the show's been running so long. People are really, people people hit me up. I've taken 25 phone calls in the last two months of people being like, how do I get to where you're at? So it's like a very few list of people mm. where I can be like, man, it's not going well. Like I need to like vent about like whatever. Sure. And so like that's a real thing because I don't want to walk into spaces like, People are like, congrats. And I'm like, it sucks. My life is awful because it's not. We only had this many people show up because like, yes. you need to project in this biz success, yes. even when it's not really that successful. My Let dad, people think this podcast is bigger than it is. This is a huge podcast. Billy's let a millionaire. Them. I don't say it, but like, I'll let you think that if you insist. Sure. My dad went to law school when I was in high school and he took out a huge loan, went to law school. And the first thing he did when he graduated was he got a Mercedes. Because he's like, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I'm not, what am I going to show up in a used car? Like, I need people to be like, that guy's got his shit together. And it works. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've been with him when he pulled up to meetings with really fancy people. And they're like, where are you? He's like, black Mercedes. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Some dude from TikTok shows up, be like, hey, what do you do for a living? That guy, he just shows up out of nowhere. Podcast. Also, why is it 70% of the answers is OnlyFans? Yes. Sometimes <laughs> like, uh, she's a hot lady. She's like. I'm an accountant. So to speak. Uh, like, um, I balance uh, the books. <laughs> uh, Gabe, this was great. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I I hope I did not come on too strong too quick. You were great. We could be friends. Have you ever been in love? No. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> um, where can people now? The show is still running. Um, hold on. Let me just take a look at the date. So the show. What's the end date of the show? Right now it's the fifteenth. Okay, but like you might be doing. We it. might be doing more, and we're going to take it to major cities. Okay, so. If I said like you're touring, if I like yeah, said touring, touring yeah, touring. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 and we might keep going to New York. So just like cool. check my Instagram. Cool. Um, uh, but so so you're you're about to be touring the show. You just finished a great run in New York. You might be doing some more shows in New York. Yeah. You know where can people go uh, find you, follow you, and and hopefully see what what's the name of the show? The show is called Solo, so- a show about friendship. <laughs> um, and it's at the Soho Playhouse, and we might keep going. And we're definitely going to take it. I think we're going to take it to city winery locations. Mm. Um, we're in a, we're in talks right now, um, with different cities, um, a non city winery in DC and then like, uh, Boston, Philly, Pittsburgh, uh, a couple others, mm-hmm. uh, just to like, see what that's like, take it on the road. Yeah. And where can they go to, to, to find out more to follow you? My Instagram is the only one that I kind of understand. Uh, and I have that non-paid Instagram blue check, even though I don't, don't have a lot of followers. So find nice, me there. <laughs> nice. I'm about to lose my non-paid Twitter check oh, any day now. Yeah. The and I'm just TikTok. nobody again. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and what was the handle? Uh, it's just Gabe, at Gabe Malika. 
Fantastic. That's with two L's. Two L's. All right. Well, Gabe, this was great. Um, you Love know, this, man. good luck uh, getting back to Queens. They, uh, if you ever move, let's be friends. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, <laughs> I might go to Cuts and Slices, honestly. <laughs> Get a slice of pizza. And, uh, you know, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Everybody, thank you for listening. Subscribe to his Patreon. This is a really fun pod. I listened to, to some in, in prep for this. And uh, it's just got a good thing going, man. Keep it, keep it going. If you hang tight, I got a little teaser, got a little bit more content coming to you at the end of this little thing over here. Me and Gabe Malika, we got a Patreon bonus episode. I mean, it's more like I've got a bonus episode coming, but he's on it. Uh, I, I clipped out a chunk of our conversation about Gabe's dating life. I am sure plenty of you were way curious about, okay, but like, what's it like to date this dude, right? He seems like such a nice boy. Is he dating? Is he fucking? What's going on? If you want to hear about the summer of Gabe, stay tuned for a tease. Join the Patreon if you want to hear the full thing. Comes out tomorrow. It'll join nearly 300 other bonus episodes. And uh, I am still running through the end of this month a free trial at the $5 tier that gets you access to all the bonus shows, gets you access to behind-the-scenes content, access to hot movie nights, our patron-only channels in the champagne room. One more time, give it a try, even for free, at patreon.com slash Podcast, or download the Patreon app and find me on there. Uh, Sunday is uh, April 16th, and the, the diest of hardest of whoreheads know that that is... Uh, that's my nine-year anniversary, everybody. Nine years every Wednesday. I'm gonna, I believe I'm gonna be dropping a little extra something in everybody's feeds. I'm not gonna make it a Patreon-only thing. I think I'm gonna drop everything in your feeds on that day. It's a little extra something, particularly for the book lovers. As usual, everybody, the links to all the things you could possibly need are in the show notes. Go click some stuff, tap some stuff, follow some things, leave five stars if you can on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a review. Uh, and I'll, I'll repeat the call I asked for last week. You know, if you want to help the show and you don't have any money to give, here's what you can do. You can share the show on Maine. I know it sounds scary. I promise no one's going to fire you. I promise for sharing a podcast. Because as you heard, sometimes we just talk about, hi, I'm lonely and I want to make friends. But if that's a little too public for you, you can... Text the link to the Manor Podcast, right? Hit that little share button on your podcast app of choice and send it to 10 people directly. Say, hey, this is a great podcast. I think you'd like it. Here's the link. Make it easy. They can just tap that and get going. And even if that's a little too revealing for you, how about, you know what? I don't know if anyone here knows this. I am a stand-up comedian. I do put out content and jokes that are have nothing to do with orgies. So, you know... Go retweet something. Go share one of my Instagram posts in your story. Something that made you giggle. Something that made you sweat. Something that made you think. Be a friend to someone today. Uh, you know what? Cancel. If you need to cancel on a thing, that doesn't apply just to dating. Okay, That also applies to like making plans with a, a prospective buddy. And thank everybody for tuning in week in, week out. Uh, love you all so much. Hope you all get laid this weekend. Let's all do our baby bit of a part to stay slutty. But like only if you want to. It's okay if you're not slutty. It's fine. I just want you to be happy and to be yourself. And I want you to feel fulfilled. But sometimes 
being fulfilled means being filled because you want to be slutty. Stay it. Yeah, I'm thinking of one particular instance where she went off with a friend and came back and was like, we're moving. And I was like, that's so fun. Like, we were gone for 20 minutes. Like, what happened? <laughs> so like, I need like the 31-year-old 30 version of that where it's like, I have this day job and I'm piecing together an income and I have this show and I'm trying to take it on the road. Like, it's more like, uh, I know who I am a lot better than I did when I was 27. Um, were you when you were 27? Or sorry, were you the same guy you just didn't know? Or or you think it's a different thing? I think who I was, I was, I mean, there was also this part of like, when I met her, I was volunteering at camp and she was working at camp and like, she was a lot younger than I thought she was. Like I thought she was 25 and then she was like, yeah, I'm about to turn 21. And I was like, like, that's a disaster. Like, that's so bad. And I remember like, she was like, I remember her being like shook that I, my reaction to her being so young. Cause I was like, I'm an adult. Like I can't be doing like, what are we doing? Um, but like, there was just like this crazy connection when we was on and off for two years. And like, she like, went to visit me in Scotland when I was doing the Fringe Festival. Like, there was this, like, yeah. real, like, thing going on. And eventually when we broke up, it was like, okay, now you're, like, solidly in your early 20s. You graduated from college. Like, you're a person. Like, you need those, like, you need those years. Those are super valuable. So, like, I got it. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, that transition where it's like, I'm fascinated by, like, twenty through 22 through 27. I'm like, those are fascinating years. 